With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Something about the Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is! Sutton United have the GM Foxhall Conference and put down first division Coventry City, winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes down. Delight for Sutton United, Sutton United for the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. It's the midweek social. Um, before I do go on, I'm going to let Andy take the, the congratulations on, on, on that poll. Um, <laughs> and the two of the originals, it's it's not a midweek social I hear. Um, it's not a midweek social. It's not a midweek, but it is a midweek social. <laughs> so joining me again is, um, I'm going to say regular guests now, um, Andy Kay and Claire. Hi guys, how are you? Tired. <laughs> Very tired. Very tired. Um, I'm just going to ask you to just bear with me for one second. I am going to just um, read something out. Um, as everyone who listens knows, I trip over my words when they come out of my mouth. So re- reading words that someone else has written um, is going to be difficult for me. So just give me two seconds. Um, we discussed briefly last week the um, issues that had happened at the ground um, and I'm, whilst it ruined my pod within a couple of hours because there was a discussion point in there that the club just completely wiped out, I'm not too bitter about it because they, they moved really quickly and just put this statement out. And I just wanted to read it, make sure no one's missed it. I'm sure no one has. Um, Sutton United Football Club is consistently jo- enjoying bigger crowds than ever and we're working hard in many areas to see those numbers continue to grow. We want our stadium to be an exciting and enjoyable place to visit, but also inclusive and welcoming to everyone who visits, whether they be players, officials, supporters, uh, or supporters, sorry, but that goes for our volunteers and stewards. 
People at work deserve to be treated with the same level of respect to football matches as they would in all other walks of life. Some people seem to believe that you can get away with behaviour in football in a football stadium that's not permissible or acceptable in any other walks of life. In fact, the opposite is true. Anything banned or unacceptable on the streets is also not allowed in stadia. Indeed, there are additional specific laws and regulations that apply in and around a football stadium. We will not tolerate actions or language that injure, insult, belittle, bully or otherwise discriminate against any individual or group of people. This specifically includes but is not limited to behaviours that are racist, sexist, homophobic or discriminatory in any way. Please also remember there are many young people in the ground, so please moderate your language. It is an exciting time to be a supporter of Sutton United. We have a fantastic manager and a team delivering great performances and results at the highest level for which, at which the club has ever competed. We all want to see the club continue to grow on and off the field. We know the vast majority of our supporters want to be part of this memorable chapter in our history. So let's make a noise, support the team and celebrate our goals, but at all times show respect for everyone else. We would encourage anyone to feel free to report any antisocial behaviour to the club, officials or stewards who will then take appropriate action and in hashtag in it together. Um, as I said, swift statement. Obviously, we, we need it to follow through. I know there's there was one or two voices saying, well, this should have happened X months ago, blah, blah, blah. But I'm of the opinion they can't really deal with much until they're told about it. So people whinging on Twitter doesn't necessarily mean that the club was told about it. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on it? I know we obviously know what happened um, with the stewards' behaviour and the person who did report it, which, as I, I think I said on the forum, a lot of people were saying, oh, can come stand with us. And I feel awful because I don't like talking for other people, especially people who can talk so well for themselves. Um, but it was like, that's not the point. The, the fact that she was in the wrong place is actually probably a bonus because someone heard it who said, no, I'm not, not having this. If she'd been in the right place, might not have heard it. Um, what do, you, what do you guys think of the whole statement and the situation? Go on, one of you guys. Um, <laughs> I was going to say after you. No, um, I completely agree. I, I mean, um, I think, yeah, we've got bigger crowds and we seem to have picked up a little bit of a fraction of people um, who started to appear around the kind of some of the pizza cup um, fixtures and seem to have stuck around. Um, younger people. Um, who presumably see things on TV that they think is acceptable and that's what they want to kind of emulate in their supporting. Um, I think it was very evident when we played AFC Wimbledon and they were abusing kind of um, Mick and it was just, it was not what the rest of us would have wanted. Um, as you say, it's hard for the club to make any kind of response to it if they don't necessarily see it um, because we do see it because, you know, we're there in the terraces whereas they might be elsewhere in the ground. Um, so I'm glad that something's been said. Um, I, I'm a big believer in um, in action rather than words. So I like to see what the kind of the follow up will be with regards to the stewards and the impact that perhaps they could make in such a thing. Um, and if people are behaving inappropriately, then I'd like to see them not there. Um, and, you know, we can ban people from our ground for a reason. So um, if it continues, I think, you know, banning orders is something that should be followed through. And I know it's hard to um to implement but i definitely think it's uh something we should explore and on language i mean there are some this isn't just over them there are some chants that i absolutely hate that seem to be really starting to um bed in yeah i have to hear one more song about somebody's penis i, I think um, i'm gonna scream <laughs> irregardless of which player it is there were a couple last night and i just don't need to hear it 
I'll be honest, it's getting to a, a bit of a, a strange state when the three of us would be saying, well, the language needs to be a little <laughs> bit moderated. Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, Andy, you want, give us your thoughts. Well, I mean, I said this on the forum as well. No one should have to tolerate what happened on Saturday at all. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter who they are. They 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 should not have to tolerate that. It was um it was it was quite horrific. And the worst thing I think I found about it was I'm not saying this is excusable, but if it was kids, you can almost understand because they take, you know, they're not developed enough. They take cues from other people, they're more likely to take cues from, as Claire said from things they hear around and TV and so forth. But a lot of this stuff was coming from people like 30 or 40 years old who you know, I have no excuse not for knowing better. Um, and I just don't understand the mentality of it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe I'm a, in the minority, but I actually go to watch a football game. Um, and, you know, I, you know, occasionally I will shout something out when, in frustration, but more often than not, it's, you know, it, you're there supporting the team. And you've got these people who are there shouting abuse. You've got others who were there literally moaning for 90 minutes, as we heard last night. There was, a, there was a couple of guys behind us at Bristol who they just non-stop for 90 minutes were just moaning, 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 moaning. It's like, what pleasure can you derive out of that? Why, you know, why have you travelled 100, 120 miles, however far it is, just to moan? Um, you know, and just people who will be constantly be negative, you know, someone who is literally berating the referee for the entire 90 minutes, just shouting their, shouting their heads off when actually the referee probably can't even hear him anyway. Um, what does that, what does that, what does that serve? Um, and shouting, shouting these things at people who are either not going to hear them or they're doing it to impress their friends. It's not, it's not right. Um, but Claire is absolutely right as well. It needs to be action more than words. And I think probably there are probably ringleaders within these that other people will just copy the behaviour. So I think the real challenge for the club will be to identify those tiny, tiny handful of people and take action against those before they, you know, before that kind of, that, that almost bacteria grows. Um, I mean, things. Yeah, I, I, the only tiny point I want to, disagree with you on this um i don't think that you see on tv <laughs> it's, yeah yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's social media tiktok and they, yeah they, isn't it and this is why some obviously we're, we're generally quite a quiet club anyway but when people do start doing the chants and it goes on it's always something that has been heard elsewhere and then slightly adapted mm. um which is a shame that we've never really had a huge amount of of uh, songs to fall back on although i did find it funny that they were singing about car shorten the other day um which was <laughs> I blame Jared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good standpoint. I'd rather they sing about Cash Shorten than yeah, they no, sing about Romney. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think I, I, I put, um, I can't remember my wordings because I'm rubbish at this, but the excuse used over the years um, for different things is, well, I've paid my ticket, I've paid my money, I should be entitled to blah, blah, blah. And what I said is, yeah, absolutely, you should be entitled, but the, the, what doing what you want to do to make you happy doesn't mean you're allowed to make other people unhappy. There is a balance. Other people have paid their money as well. Um, and yes, we all want a bit of atmosphere and a bit of chanting. Um, it's not just... A lot of people have said this, oh, yeah, there's a lot of young kids, blah, blah, blah. And I will be honest, I did 
assume it was some of the young'uns and I said oh was that our brats or theirs and she went neither it was it was an older person I was like oh that makes it worse because we've done stuff when we were young that if it ever came back in print now I would absolutely be like no way that wasn't me I didn't say any of that um like yourself and I said to you Claire I, I go and I watch the game I'm quite into that a few weeks after I restarted this Jenny was standing next to me and I didn't notice until half time and she'd only been on a guest for a couple of days before and I'm like oh my god hello <laughs> but I'm sitting there literally just watching the football and I'm not paying attention but I think as I've said before I need to start paying attention start listening all of us as as adults grown-ups men need to be like hang on this is I put it out there today every woman in the UK did not get together at one big meeting and say, tell you what, let's get this cracking story out there. Let's start saying this stuff's happening at football. Let's make it all up. Obviously, it's happening. People can't, just because you don't hear it doesn't mean it's not happening. It's You're not hearing it. Mm. Um, but the only tiny little thing, and I think it probably will, will follow, is, as many people have said, it's going to be uncomfortable to report it at the moment because you don't want to be going, oh, by the way, it's him. Um, but hopefully there will be a number or something that we can we can use. Um, but I'm sure we'll catch up with that. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Fair play to the club. Um, I'm not going to have it that we take away the moaning, Andy. Sorry. I'll I, I... <laughs> <laughs> have nothing to do in my house if I'm not allowed to moan. <laughs> I'll have the three of them going, what do you do here now, Dad? <laughs> um, but on the subject of moaning, <laughs> not really uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about last night um one one thing didn't really realize the significance and, and the severity sorry until after the match but it was a very depleted chop change lineup um it's only when you start rattling off you think oh actually you know what that does have been they did outplay us um they knocked the ball around um and there's I did think, even at 2-0, getting into like the last 70, I thought, Do you know what, if we just nick one, we could be the real horrible bastards again and and and, and get a draw out of this. Um, but the guys were just knackered. But as I say, if you had no disrespect to players that were on the pitch, but Tance, Louis, um, and Eastie on that pitch, possibly a different game. Mm. Um, and then you add into that, you then got John, Rob, and Richie. Um and as Matt said afterwards, we've got Ali, who shouldn't have played, Kenny, who shouldn't have played, Kobe, who shouldn't have played, and Harry coming off the bench, who shouldn't have played. That's that's a significant amount of players. Um, so with all that, it does kind of change that how bad was it in the end? You guys were there. Should I go first this time? Go on. Yeah, yeah there we go. Um, I, think, I think it was. I think when we saw the team line up, it was going to. It was obviously going to be a difficult night. Um, Throwing Kobe in after being out for what three months, <laughs> like that, three months or um, in straight into the starting lineup. Bearing in mind he has hardly trained. I know Harry was Harry's been in training a bit longer than Kobe, um, but he literally hardly trained. Um, I knew that we were going to be in for a struggle, um, mm. and, and yeah, no, no disrespect to Kobe whatsoever. He really struggled last night. He was exhausted. You could see with nowhere near match fitness. You could really see that. Ali and Kenny probably wouldn't have played if we'd had 
other players available because I think we were that's I think that's really where we lost the battle in the centre of midfield yesterday. Um, it was you know, and then he named five people on the bench. You know, one of them being Dundo. Um, no, no disrespect to Dundo because of course Dundo can play on his own and probably beat teams. But um, <laughs> but I think again, to be fair, to be fair, I think even if we had what we could class as a full strength side out there of fully fit players, I still think we would have trouble. We would have had trouble getting a result yesterday. Bristol Rovers were a decent side. They were a bit shaky in defence. We didn't really capitalise on that. But if you haven't really got much of a midfield, it's always going to be difficult. Um, we weren't getting much much luck out of the wing play. And players, unfortunately, because you had those those three players and maybe a couple of others that were either exhausted or you know didn't really have the match fitness, other players were being drawn into those positions. So a number of times I saw Ben Goodliffe basically covering for Kizzy or um, you know, Enzio and and David Ajiboy almost covering for each other, both being on the same wings and stuff like that. We, I think that we really got pulled out of shape yesterday. Um, and I think, in all fairness, we're probably lucky to have gone away with a two-nil defeat. I think it could have been, it could have been a lot more. I think it could have been a lot more, even in the first half. It was just they had so many opportunities um, when you know we really, really lucked out. Um, I don't blame Dean for that second goal at all. I know there was, I mean. There were some people behind us moaning about it, but I, I just genuinely think he should never have been in the position where he'd had to have come out of goal to do that. Um, and as Annie said, if we weren't being pulled in all directions, then that probably wouldn't have happened. Um, I, I find it hard, and I know this sounds really stupid, I find it really hard to be upset about it. Um, because, and it's like I've said to you before, Mike, like, we're in League Two, like, and I can't get upset about the fact that, yeah, okay, you know, we've we've gone unbeaten for quite a considerable amount of time now. Um, it was going to come at some point. Um, yeah, looking at the lineup last night, probably the writing perhaps was on the wall for it, um, but it yeah. was a lot worse than it actually was. Um, and I didn't feel devastated travelling home, but you know, we'd we'd come up felt quite, um, as Andy said, like you know, almost relieved that it could have been a lot a lot more than it actually was. Um, I did question, and this might be moving a bit, uh, a bit weird, but the um, Joey Barton saying, "Oh, you know, we uh, we needed a rugby referee." I did feel a little bit like maybe that had got into the psyche of the ref because we just didn't, we didn't get consistently what they got. Um, and this isn't me blaming the referee because I just, you know, it is what it is. But there was that little bit of like he's being particularly hard on us, maybe because he thinks that we're more physical yeah. than we actually are. I mean, the irony of Mr. Barton saying such a <laughs> lost on any of us because he's a charming chap. But well, I don't want to defend yeah. him, but when I reread the article again, um, he was saying a lot about the possession and, and knocking it into touch rather than actual physicalness. And I was like, I, yeah, I don't want to defend Terry Barton. So I, I stopped <laughs> looking into it at that point. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I've only got the replays. I wasn't there seeing Dean's goal, um, and the replays start as they're breaking upfield, not when all of our players are kind of going. That's a free kick or penalty. Matt said free kick, but everyone was saying penalty. Um, so it kind of went from the moment after that. So I think, yeah, we had quite a few players. And I think you were saying, Andy, it's, it's, or Jared maybe was saying, it's, a, it's, it's everyone. So yeah. if all the players were upfield, there were people saying that potentially Ben was getting back to cover or someone was getting back to cover. But when you watch it, it's like, would they have got there? Potentially, 
yes, if Dean had stayed, the guy wouldn't have been able to shoot from there. So maybe, but you you can't you can't go every single scenario. Um, you've just got to make a split decision. I, I, I um, think Dean, Dean made a snap decision. I think he could see. I mean, Kobe was obviously really off the pace. You can, if you look at the uh, replay, you can see how slow Kobe is running back. Goodliff is running towards him, but again, Goodliff is a brilliant defender, but he's not the paciest one. And the guy was the guy was going to beat him on pace. Um, but we have nobody back in the middle, and I think it was a classic example of players playing out of position, but also as well. We were not playing to the whistle. If we played, to, if we played to the whistle, we would have had players back, and we didn't. Um, personally, the uh, foul on on David, I think it was a foul. Um, it certainly looked like it's me. Whether it was a penalty or a free kick, kind of doesn't matter really. Um, uh, it was, yeah, the fact that it, it happened and it wasn't, it wasn't given, and, and Matt was fuming, absolutely fuming. Yeah. About him. I've, I've never seen. I mean, I mentioned it to Claire yesterday at the match. Like, I've never ever seen him react like that. Um, and for Matt to react like that, there has to be there has to be a, a pretty good reason. But you know, we, we split wide open. But actually, I think the first goal, their first goal, was probably worse for us um, because if you look at the replay of that, um, Kenny completely misses the ball. It's kind of like the ball goes past him. He's like, "Oh, is there a ball there? Really? What? Uh, what?" Uh? Um, and then Kizzy is not watching the man he should be watching, who they play it out to, and he scores. So actually, I think. The first one, uh, yeah, a lot of people are blaming uh, blaming Dean. Yeah, he was part of it, but he certainly wasn't the only one in there. I think the first goal was worse because I think uh, as a defensive unit we did not defend that at all. Um, and I think that was more of a um, more of a uh, a mistake on our part than the second goal. And Claire, what were your thoughts on the um, disallowed goal, the offside goal that they scored? Um- um, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to accept that it was offside. Um, I've, I, to be fair, I, I think I remember at the time saying that that was, you know, was it was an offside. Um, I'm, uh, but yeah, you're always going to be like, well, we seem to be objecting quite strongly to it. Um, I, the thing that baffled me was the linesman. I, I don't understand what took him so long to make I, that decision because it, it looked like we'd almost talked him into it, which I don't think we yeah. had by any stretch of the imagination, but it was, um, it, he just seemed very slow to, uh, to I, I think that one. there was some influence, not, not that we would make him change his mind, but I think one of our players pointed something out and actually had that guy not got the touch and just let it go in, that's a goal all day long. But because that guy touched it on the way in, um, I think our players were pointing out to the linesman, look who's celebrating. Who, look who's celebrating the goal. He was offside. And then the linesman was like, yes, he was offside. Um, so, yeah, and, and that was actually from a Bristol Rovers fan who was saying, I think the linesman was suddenly realising who was celebrating the goal when it wasn't the guy who hit the ball from way out. Um, but, yeah, luckily for us, he did he did get a little bit greedy and think about his goal bonus. And um, it, was, oh, it was this loud. The penalty... <laughs> Seen it, I thought it was a penalty. Um, if that was if that was us at the other end and not given, you'd be going mad about it. Um, but yeah, Dean was a hero at that point. Um, but I think actually that's that sums up Claire's point quite well about the refereeing decisions not having consistency. Mm. That that was as soft, if not softer, than the foul on Angie Boy that wasn't given. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think if you know if if it really was, you know. A, a, a world referee game, then either both of those wouldn't have happened or the both would have happened. They both, exactly, yeah. 
Um, I mean, as, as I said last uh, Sunday, and I said to you off air, we've got 50 points. I don't really, really care what happens from, the, from now on. Yes, I'd like to stay in the in the in the, in the playoff spots, um, but actually, you know what? We, we've done what we set out to do. Wonder whether there is a certain amount of the energy has just suddenly gone because when you're focused, 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 focused on a target, and you suddenly get there, there's this little sense of. Oh, I'm not I don't think that's the case because I think that 50 points is a much more of a target to to us than it is to them. I think right. consistently the players and Matt say they take each game; it's just every game as an individual thing. And I just I just think last night it's it's a coincidence that it happens that first game after we've hit the 50. But I don't think that that's what it was. I think we were just um, almost a victim of circumstance yeah. last night with regards to injuries and COVID and the people that ended up um, playing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's the case. Fair enough. Um, I did, I'm going to use inverted commas around this, like the way that it's changed very quickly from Sutton United unbeaten in 12 to now Sutton United haven't won in four. It's like, oh, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> that's just, that's outrageous. But after a defeat, and I haven't had to do one of these many times after a defeat, um, I'm still going to ask for player of the day. So it's difficult always when, when we've had a defeat. Um, and but I just want to clarify, this isn't player of the match. This is just player of the day. It can be for any, any reason you like. So just a couple of nominees. I've got some thoughts myself, but I'll hear your nominees anyway. Um, mine, uh, purely yeah. because he's been out for four months. Yesterday was four months of the day. Absolutely amazing to see him come back onto the pitch to put the uh, captain's armband back on. For me, it's got to be Harry Buterman. Lovely. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm split between two. One, one is Dean um, because actually he, yeah, he saved a penalty. That doesn't happen very often. And also yeah. there were a couple of other shots that he, you know, that he he was directly responsible <laughs> for not going in. Um, I actually think, aside from that, he had a he had a pretty good game. But I I, I can't help but agree with Claire. It, it's Harry. Um, I think part of the fact, you know, obviously he's been out for four months, as Claire said, but actually when he came on the pitch, you wouldn't have known it. He had <laughs> running around like a lunatic. He was when there was a real energy shift for us when Harry and Will Randall came on. Uh both of those were really kind of like, wow, if these two if these two had the en that energy for you know, more than the 15, 20 minutes that they were on for, it might have actually been a different story last night because I think they were both they they probably did more in the short time they were on than some of the players that were on the pitch. Um, and that's no no disrespect to anyone who was on the no. pitch before them. Um, so, yeah, so I think I'll probably go with Harry as well. Excellent. Well, mine, to add to that, Scott, I like to have four for some reason. I don't know why I've settled on <laughs> four. Is, um, for similar reasons for Kobe, um, for getting through 60-odd minutes. Um, yes, he made a mistake for a penalty, but... Come on, man's not kicked the ball yeah. for months. Um, and actually Ben as well, because um, with a new defensive partner, having to kind of guide, not guide him through, but pull him along a little bit. Um, so so the four I'm going to do is Kobe, Ben Goodliffe, Harry and Dino. I had Dino on my list as well, um, because yes, he did give away a penalty. Um, oh, sorry, goal. But what is it? Bristol Rovers, all right? Crappy penalty at their place, crappy penalty at our place. <laughs> and it's this 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 wonder goal slash howler, depending on your viewpoint, at their place. Um, are they gonna be our bogey side? 
they're our I, new maiden head. Yeah, I don't want to go there anymore, to be honest. <laughs> Nothing good happens there. The first time well, I went, I got COVID. I'm not interested. <laughs> we don't have to go there anymore this season, which is which is wonderful. And hopefully, well, yeah, we'll see what happens whether we have to go there next season or not, because they, they might hit a sudden run of form to sneak into the playoffs. Um, but we now look forward and we're going to look forward to um, the weekend's match. And joining us for that is Jack from HUFC Podcast. Oh, Jack. Oh, man, I knew I was going to say it wrong. HUFC Chat Podcast. <laughs> Hello, Jack. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Keeping all right. Very good. Very good. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about the podcast so where people can listen and so on? Yes, yeah, so we're off um, quite a few platforms, actually. Um, so we're on Spotify, um, Anchor, Google, all of those types of things. We're based off Anchor, and that just distributes it everywhere. You can find us on Twitter, um, at HFC Chat, and Facebook, Hartlepool United News. Yeah, as you all know, Anchor is the best one to be on, because that's what I'm on as well. So, <laughs> um, so how have things been going for you guys this season? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was on a podcast the other week and I was saying at the start of the season, you'll come in with like, oh, we'll just survive. We're happy with that. Then obviously we go on that run at home and, and we're winning nearly every game. I've won the best home records in the whole country. And and people start to think, oh, can we actually, you know, can we get up there and, and see where we go? And we've got Dave Chandler in charge, who's an incredible manager. And, you know, I won't say a bad word about him, really. I, I'm gutted that he left, but he's gone to Stockport and look look at the job he's doing with them. So I think it just it just screams how good a manager he is. And I think that really did set us back when he left. It was a shock, the fact that he decided to go down a league. But if you look at the money that's offered, I mean, I'm pretty sure you, you do the same thing. So the season kind of, I mean, away from home, we were absolutely awful. Like really, really poor. And we've started to play better away from home now, which is good. But... It's one of them. I think Graham Lee's starting to grow on us. Um, I think a lot of fans, you know, are happy that he's at the club. I'm someone who's slowly starting to warm to him. I think he's starting to get us to play some naturally good football. And at the weekend, he, it was nice to see he wasn't as um, quiet and shy as he usually is and said, even though that we beat Crawley, he said, you know, that them boys will never play like that under us. And that's something you want to hear as a fan because you just want to hear your team go out every week and give it 110% and play the best they can and, and probably haven't been doing that as much but you know expectations change throughout the season as football fans a lot of people one minute you like or you're flying so everybody loves the club and then suddenly you hit a bit of a rutting form and, and people are like well I'm not sure whether I'm going to go and watch them and all these things and I think that had a negative impact if I'm honest but first season back in the football league I'm happy to survive I don't want to be right at the bottom but you know mid-table finish I think would be really solid for me. And obviously a Wembley trip. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that'd be lovely. I mean, I, I tweeted the other week. I said I promised myself I'll never ever go to Wembley until pools get there. And I, I was, as I'm getting older, I'm 21 now, and I was starting to think, you know what, I might never see Wembley. So <laughs> I'm I'm just hoping that um, Sorry, fingers all three, all three of us have just everybody hates Jack, Jack now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting old. I'm 21. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll get to Wembley. It'd be it'd be good. I think you know to see both us and yourselves there because I think it just shows that perhaps there isn't such a gap between National League and League Two now and it's great to see clubs that are proper football clubs and um, it'd be brilliant to see us both at Wembley so fingers crossed for that. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly hoping that both Wigan and Rotherham have um, a, some really, really great success in the next few weeks. So they want to concentrate on promotion to the championship and forget all about this little silly yeah. cup that no one really cares about. Yeah. No, so, <laughs> um, so on to Saturday, um, who should we be worried about? It's an interesting one, this, because, I mean, one name that I'll say straight away, Luke Molyneux. Um, you know, he, he's been on fire recently. He's he's a really solid player. Someone at the start of the season who looked like he might not be staying. Um, and then he, he kind of said, look, I'll play wherever you want me. Give us a chance. And he's been banging in the goals, cutting in on his left. He loves to do that. Tom Crawford, I know that if any of my mates are watching this, they know how much I love him and I talk about him all the time. Um, under Chandler, he didn't get a sniff. And he's come in this season, he's been absolutely incredible. Like, he's a different class in midfield. So he's definitely one to watch. And then Tom Crawford, Tom Crawford just said that. Um, <laughs> Joe, Gray that <laughs> Joe Gray up top, um, young lad. Really, like This is another depressing thing. When you get to 21 and your first team as a like 18, um, <laughs> he, he's brilliant. He's a, he's a really good player and uh, I think you know he's shown that he can play higher standard definitely so he's definitely one to watch yeah well this is why we don't want Dundo to ever retire because he's, he's 41 today happy birthday Dundo and uh he, he makes us all feel very young because he's still running around so we're like <laughs> yeah, speak to yourself right <laughs> <laughs> no, he still makes me feel young I'm still yeah. old <laughs> he makes me feel young and um, I'll ask the other guys and um, to, to be fair it's going to be a difficult one to answer. Who, who should they be looking out for? <laughs> will we have 11 to put out? Fingers crossed. I mean, to be honest, at the moment, I mean, you know, people will always go for kind of the default David Adjaboy, but, um, you know, he's, he, he might be a star player on the day. He might be anonymous on the day. You can never quite tell. Um, I, I think we that's the thing we don't really have a, a star player i think that's that that's part of the reason i think why we're where we are is because we actually yeah it is players are interchangeable and we're not relying on two or three players to come us drag us through um so yeah i couldn't name one i don't have to agree with that to be fair i think it there is something about this squad as a general kind of however they choose to play whatever whoever kind of ends up in the lineup last night aside um <laughs> it seems to be um there isn't necessarily always just that one person that clinches it yeah i mean there's david is kind of the, the main focus but even in last night there was a few that he beat his man beat his man you're like that's it that's it and then what happened at the end we're not really sure um but yeah he, he's definitely a, a squad um which I've, you guys have played us quite a lot recently um it was quite a good game last season, if I remember. Um, our place. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. I keep saying it, it was a really funny game because I think it was. It was not. I think it was our first game back after COVID, and um, we didn't. I remember it as it being really odd and quiet and strange, and it was on TV. And thinking to myself, if people are watching this live, they're going to be wondering what kind of place is this? Why aren't they celebrating? And it was only, um, I said this the other week there, it was um, when we went two up, that's when we suddenly realised, oh God, we've just done this. Uh, but we're very pleased that you joined us um, and not some of the other teams because we didn't like them very much. Yeah, I mean, for me, like nothing, nothing beats seeing Lucas Coverland's grin taking off his <laughs> face after he equalised against us. I mean, of course he's playing for Port Vale now, but 
I cannot stand him. Not, I mean, he's giving it Biggins all game, like literally. Um, and then obviously he scores and he comes and celebrates with us. Like surely you celebrate with your own fans when you just equalise in the ninety fifth minute. Um, and I was thinking, here we go again, classic pulls. You know, we've messed this one up. And then we, we come through on penalties and um, yeah, never forget moments like that, dear. It was my first promotion final that I've ever been to and. Yeah, it was special and, and seeing Kovalan walk off that pitch was uh, incredible. He certainly got a reception uh, when we played at their place and I'm sure he will uh, on the 15th of April as well. So you you've, you made us all dislike you with the mug getting old thing and now you're holding a petty grudge against the player. You've made us all love you again. That's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing we love. Petty grudges is marvellous. <laughs> right, um, that's, kind of, that's kind of it for tonight. Um, there is one other thing I did say I would mention, although um, Claire's not wanting me to mention it um if you can support one of our one of our guests joe um he will be at the sound lounge um claire when is it it's in march isn't it march the 4th march the 4th so joe will be at the sound lounge with a few other people march the 4th it says free entry but i think there'll be someone on the door taking um well a thousand pounds or so just so she can get a table I mean- you make it sound like I don't want people to go. I absolutely no, want no. people to go. I just really just want to table. table. Just, um. just want to table. Uh, but yeah, please go along and support Joe um, and um, listen to his music. It's wonderful. Andy, on music, when are you lot doing something new? Hopefully soon. Hopefully yeah. soon. We, we're just trying to get back into uh, into rehearsing. And uh, it was actually our um, our 22nd birthday. So our band is older than Jack, uh, <laughs> which is a bit more worrying. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, so yeah, just trying to get everyone back together and shaking off the rust. You know, we're, we'll be, um, you know, we'll be less less match fit than uh, some of Sutton players, I think, at the moment. So, um, so yeah, so it's hopefully uh, getting back on the wagon and uh, seeing how it goes. Excellent, excellent. Well, I keep getting emails. And I, I, I know I used to do the music thing on here, and I keep getting emails from different things about new music, and I keep listening to it going, oh, I, do, I do miss that a little bit, just listening to the different types of music. So, um, But I'm not going to do it because it was it was just took too long. Um, but anyway, honestly, I'm finishing now. Thank you very much, guys, for your time um, and your input. It's been wonderful. Um, do go and uh, make sure you listen to um, Jack's podcast, the HUFC Chat Podcast. Yes, I got it right this time. Wonderful. Um, hopefully, it's a great game on Saturday. Um, safe travels to everyone who's going up there. Obviously, it's outside the M25, so it's a little bit outside of my remit. Um, do give me a shout on the socials. Let's, let's hope the match is on with the weather forecast. Yes. Mm. Yes, it's not Dudley anymore. There's a new one as well, isn't it? Last time I was on the podcast, it was the uh, the uh, midweek before the Oldham game, which was postponed due to a storm. I hope I'm not setting a trend. Oh, you're yeah. the jinx. <laughs> I usually am. Yeah, on that podcast, it's, I've just got to say, I'm not petty, but with my nephew Josh on that one, up until very recently, that was the most listened to podcast. And AB's one has jumped ahead of it, and I, I actually ran around the room celebrating and sent Josh a screenshot. To say, no longer talk. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, but no. Hit me up on any of the socials at Sutton Podcast. Um, I do like hearing from you, or, or you can drop me an email, Mike at SuttonPodcast.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. See you later, guys. Cheers. Thank you, Errol. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.